0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Tis that time of the season where we gather and give thanks. Some eat roasted
2: ham hock
1: while some eat bald Park Franks, but one thing we agree on, and this I can't deny. Every last November Thursday, a turkey has to die. back at double shift uh, before we get into the episode fully let's talk about my bookie
0: scotty boy Well, my bookie, you guys know it by now. It is the only place we would send you to make wagers. We're recording this on a Tuesday, but if you guys would have gotten on there before Election Day, you could have even bet on election stuff. You could have bet who's going to take the majority, how many Senate seats are going to go left or right. It's honestly the best site. Not only can you do fun stuff like, you know, politics, reality TV, but all your sports, in-game wagering, live fantasy football overs and unders it's literally everything you could want who knows maybe they're gonna have odds for uh you know future head coaches at schools we don't know i don't make the i don't make them but i, I mean, it could be on there i don't know you have to get on there and find out and if you're gonna get on there and find out use our code armchair it has recently changed so pay attention it's <coughs> armchair a r m c h a i r armchair that's 100 percent match up to a thousand bucks you take a thousand bucks you put it in there you have two thousand to play with and since all of you guys are the smartest podcast fans in the world you would shortly turn that into a million dollars remember you win they pay
1: that's right guys head over to my bookie and sign up using our new promo code um You know, we're at our favorite brewery in Kansas City. It's Double Shift. It's where we like to be every Tuesday if we can. Um, My beer of the pod today is Monster Tribe. It's a Brute IPA. It's my favorite IPA that they have on tap right now. And yours is a unique beer that I really like as well.
0: Oh, love it. It's a coffee blonde called Bring Out Your Dead. A little bit of spooky because I can't quite give up the spooky life. I didn't choose it, it chose me. Uh, Speaking of spooky, we retired the spooky theme for a while. Uh, shout out to friend of the pod, Mister Shower, for our uh, turkey theme. While yes, he doesn't actually know—he doesn't actually know when Thanksgiving is. It's the fourth Thursday, not the last Thursday. But uh, you know, it's all right. It's a funny theme. It's
1: the most absurd theme that we've had so far. Uh, I really like it. Uh, upon listening to it again, I was like half asleep when I listened to it the first time, and I, I thought it was ridiculous, but shout out to Austin Shower and Ellen Keegan for doing those theme songs for us. They're freaking great. Everybody actually loves them a lot, and I think, I'm sure everybody's going to love this one, too. Um, so I say we just jump right into it. Um, Scott, it's shitty outside again, and it's a perfect parallel to K-State football.
0: Bleak, dark, gray. Yep. Rainy. Rainy. Um, rainy going days. so. For all of our longtime listeners, we're doing some things a little bit different. We are taking the Bill Snyder press conference out of the Wildcat Roundup, which is now going to the end of the show so we can talk about basketball. Um, We do not have primers for you guys this week because, quite frankly, we thought there was going to be some major news dropping and we wanted to save a little time. But, you know, we're all good Kansans. We know everything we need to know about KU and K-State. Stay tuned. Hopefully we can get back to the primers next week. Uh, but if not, we're getting a ton of material to talk about. We're going to start with Bill Snyder. We're going to start with that press conference. And, man, has this just become a recurring event. We didn't touch on this in the postgame pod because we recorded immediately after. Um, did not hear this postgame quote. But he, you know, just completely dumped on Isaiah Zuber and he was asked about that in the teleconference and this actually isn't even in my rundown that I did but he was asked about you know just going after an individual player and Bill almost acted like he didn't remember doing he goes well I would never put a loss on one individual player if any individual be me and then he said he didn't even talk to Isaiah afterwards and That 100% made a massive divide in the locker room. And then when asked about the lack of playing time for Isaiah Zuber, he was the fifth wide receiver used on Saturday. Uh, Matt Hall asked what he needed to do to get back on the field. Bill completely just sidestepped the question. He didn't answer it. He said something along the lines of when a team tries to focus on taking a player out of the game, he's not going to get any touches. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with what Matt asked. I said something in our post-game pod about how it seemed like Zuber was just invisible on offense. Well, I went back and looked at it, and that's one of the bad things about recording on Saturday. You don't have time yeah. to look at it after the fact. Well, he was barely on the field. He played like six offensive snaps the entire game. What's going on there?
1: I don't know. I mean, he's genuinely our best weapon at wide receiver, and I don't know if, if – I don't want to speculate on anything. He's Maybe he's in the doghouse or something like that, but – and <laughs> – maybe bill genuinely did not remember doing that which is a problem in and of itself but it just seemed like he was glossing it over and yeah it was a non-answer he dodged the question entirely and you know that's the problem when with technology today we can just run it right back exactly what he said um you know he said i don't know if it's the entire special team unit but one youngster who made a mistake you know leading to the touchdown and that's Literally two minutes into the game, he knew what he was doing when he said that, and come on, he's a veteran. He's been in the job at K-State for 25 years. He knows exactly what he's saying, um, and it's not the first time that he has done it this year. So I don't know. It's just, man, it's more manure coming from Bill's mouth in a press conference, and this one is the most egregious of all of them. I mean... I it's mean, obvious and, what he was doing.
0: Yeah, and he's he has he's been doing it all season. He's just been, you know, if, if people recall how pissed off K-State fans got at Bruce Weber for throwing his guys under the bus, which – And rightfully so. Which he did, and rightfully so. But this is even more egregious than that because Bill was single-handedly pointing out a mistake. That was a massive mistake, but then trying to attribute losing the entire game to it, that is just absolute – trash and there were some folks who were trying to defend that comment which is even funnier but yeah. um it was you know like
1: it was obvious to most people what he was doing earlier in the season you know with like Skylar Thompson but it was slightly veiled shots at him i think this wasn't and even veiled this, this was literally blaming a loss on Isaiah Zuber's mistake which came 2 minutes into the into the game and it's just a ridiculous statement all around from a, a legendary coach that should know better i mean it's ridiculous
0: it, it is ridiculous. The next thing that's ridiculous, and it's not ridiculous because it's not true, because it's one hundred percent true, but it's ridiculous because it's come to this. He, Bill, was asked a question about the talent gap between K State and KU, and Bill said there is no, or no. Let, let me get this right: that the talent gap is closing between K State and KU. And when someone asked, "Well, why is that?" he just again, it was didn't answer it, but it is a direct reflection on his recruiting philosophy and how uh, how much of a lack of emphasis he puts on recruiting. And I'll say this right now, if you go pure talent on the roster, I, I, I think the talent gap is gone. Uh, I don't think there's a gap. KU probably
1: has, in several spots, more talented players than we do. They certainly have more team speed than we do. But, yeah, this is, like, really, really annoying to me. Regardless of what you feel about Bill Snyder and his legacy, we are tied for last in the Big 12 at 3-6 and six and 1-5 and in the conference, and it's solely Bill's fault, and he hasn't made it any easier for the next guy. It's really, really frustrating.
0: Yeah, it, it is frustrating. Um, the next one, here's the biggest news, um, and there's a lot of rumors floating around. We're not going to speculate on rumors. We're going directly off of what Bill said. Someone asked him a question about starting quarterback versus KU, uh, and this was the biggest news. He said that he hopes Alex Delton will be able to play, and he said Skylar Thompson's Um, day-to-day. Wow. Regardless of, like, you know,
1: what's really going on, I mean, just taking it from that statement, we have two quarterbacks that may not play. And so, I mean, we're going to have to have our backups that we haven't seen once this year. I mean, it's bad. This is going to
0: be the third time in four years – that we're going to have to – and here, let, let, let me phrase this. If neither one of them can go, this will be the third time in four years we've had to start three different quarterbacks in Big 12 play. That's insane. That's
1: insane. It's certainly consistent with our style of play as well. I mean, we put our quarterbacks on an island basically. We set them up for failure injury-wise. Um It's just, it's a prehistoric uh, system that we're using, and I, for one, cannot wait until it's gone. Um, There's nothing wrong with a running quarterback. Let me make that clear. There's nothing wrong with that. But, ugh, we push our our players, not just our quarterbacks, but we push our players to the limits. We play them injured, and it's just, it's flat. We've said it before, it's just straight-up negligence. It's ridiculous, and it's not good. I mean, I mean... Segwaying into the next one, he said that both Hunter Hall and John Holcomb are taking reps right now.
0: And this is all I'm going to say. If Skylar Thompson and Alex Elton can't start, I have no way of confirming that. But, I mean, for all I know, both of them will play. Um, I'll, but, you know, the speculation, maybe neither one of them will. I'm going to lose my effing mind if Hunter Hall is trotted out there. I'm sure the kid works very hard. I'm sure... He's a great student athlete, and I'm sure he knows the playbook. But John Holcomb was a quarterback that we actually had to beat out Power 5 programs for. He's a scholarship player. He's an actual talent, a projectable talent, a guy that we can groom possibly into being a legitimate Big 12 starter. And we're inside the four games now. He, can, he could start every game for us this season. You don't lose his eligibility. If you waste this opportunity on Hunter Hall, again, I'm sure, great guy. Nothing against him as a person. But if you waste these next three games on Hunter Hall instead of an actual guy you could project out to be a player, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I was going to say related to that was – I mean, redshirt doesn't matter at all at this point. You should a hundred percent be playing Holcomb if we have both of our two guys out. Uh, I mean, he's he's likely able to be a,
0: a player that can make the difference in this game. But well, and even beyond just the game, like throw the game out because you and I have we've said it, we've gone on the record and say six and six doesn't mean anything. Individual wins, rest of the way doesn't mean anything. Just Take the TCU a, strategy. Yeah, just Let's build for the just future. Taking a guy who has a legitimate shot to play for you in meaningful games one day why wouldn't you choose him like it's just it's just maddening just maddening and also on that red shirt rule another thing that just made me lose my mind this happened in the teleconference bill said that if malik knowles is healthy enough he will play out are you kidding me you're going to waste a guy's eligibility. Because here's the thing. If he would have been playing in those previous games like he did and getting the targets and the snaps he got versus TCU in the previous games that he played in, that would be one thing. But he, he was just a blocker for five plays in the other games that he played. It's insane. It's insane. We are going to burn a kid's eligibility for, for, to block.
1: Yeah, it's really, really stupid. Um,
0: it's there a complete no, complete waste. No reason to have played him the previous two games. No, absolutely not. He, yeah, he was 100%. I'm glad we used him the way we did versus TCU. But I, uh, I, it's just depressing how Bill Snyder is getting to the point where he's negligent when it comes to players' safety and for their futures. just, when just it comes so to short-sighted, playing, too. Like,
1: it makes absolutely no sense.
0: It's, it's just very disappointing to see him go about it the way he is. Um, the the final thing that he touched on, uh, he was asked a question about why punting from the TCU 33-yard line uh, on 4th and 2. He quoted he, – he said that we have been successful with the pooch punt this year and we've had lack of success on 3rd and 4th down this year. Are you – like, okay, props to him for giving an actual answer. Like, okay. It's a uh, fine it's, explanation. It's, it's, a, it's an explanation unlike – Half the other <laughs> questions he gets asked, but like, are you kidding we've me? Been,
1: just, just the quote, we've been successful with the pooch punt this year. It's just, what? like, so depressing. With
0: 30-mile-an-hour wind behind
1: you? There's okay, no, Bill. There's no reason to be that conservative uh, when you're 3-6 and six on the road and opponent's 33-yard line in a must-win game. Defense is playing well. You know, I'd, I'd have felt fine making them go 70 yards if we didn't get it. I mean, who cares? That kind of seems, uh, I don't know. It's not necessarily a non-answer, but it's like – It is. I mean, he explained it, but it's to me, it's still like, it's a weak answer. I just don't. I don't like it. Um, So this week was uh, interesting. Pretty. uh, Let's just say K State Twitter was boiling at one point. Uh, There's been a lot of bill speculation. Um, Lots of people thought that you know an announcement might come on Monday uh, or you know sometime today. Maybe possibly the Tuesday press conference, um, but it's not looking likely that that's going to happen this week. Um, what's your what's your take on on any of this?
0: Well, there was there was a period of time where I think just about a lot of people on the inside and folks with inside sources were thinking the news might break Monday, and uh, I think a lot of people had very unproductive afternoons. Everyone I, absolutely, was absolutely. I was just like glued. Everyone was waiting. Uh, Everyone was waiting for practice to end, and uh, hoping, just hoping that the news was going to break, and it just didn't. And if anyone was on the fence about uh, how K State fans feel, uh, if the fan base is ready to move on to a new direction, that that's all you needed to know. All of K State. Twitter and like I know there's some people who listen to the show they're not on Twitter they're not on the message boards so this might be coming as news to you guys but literally anyone who's a K State fan just stopped what they were doing basically from the hours of 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. yesterday waiting hoping praying putting the champagne on ice waiting for the news to break and it just never came um, yeah I
1: was I was I was uh, depressed after us I, I had hit a a peak. I was peaking, like, about 4 o'clock, and I was just like, man, please, please give me that perfect refresh with the good news that he's announcing his retirement. But
0: it didn't come. Um, it's just... It's a lot of smoke. There's still a lot of smoke. And um, here, let, I mean, let's just say neither one of us believes he's going to come back. No, I don't. I we think are far 100% past the point. he's gone. I really um, do. I think, you know, we've both heard some stuff from individual sources. There are folks far more connected than us that are saying it's not going to happen. I think the only piece of the puzzle left is for the official announcement or for someone reliable enough to just confirm yes it has been verbalized uh but god it's just i mean i i know i wanted it to happen so i guess my question to you surrounding all of this is should it happen before the end of the season i mean i think i know where you you are but i've seen a lot of people that say no he shouldn't do it he should be able to announce it whenever he wants um I don't Mm -hmm. think – I think he's lost that. I think to just, you know, calm the fan base and calm his locker room, he needs to say, I'm not coming back because every week it keeps getting worse. I agree. You put two
1: questions on this outline here that you made that I I like. And one is, you know, can Bill do anything to salvage this situation? And my answer to that is is no. The The only move for him is to step down and retire as soon as possible. And it's for the good of the program. I'm done sugarcoating it. I don't care about past feelings for Bill. There will be enough time to honor him. Right now he needs to get out, forget the damage he's doing to his legacy because he's doing real tangible damage to the program the longer he stays. I mean, that's it. That's that's it. And the other one is, you know, does Bill need to step down sooner rather than later that you you basically just asked me, and it's an overwhelming yes for so many reasons. I mean, we've talked about him every week. It's been a disastrous season at 3-6. At and six. There's been a ton of off-the-field distractions. There's transfer rumors. There's transfer rumors that people don't even know about. There's big rifts within the coaching staff. You know, we almost had some coaches leave before the season even started. Um, massive drop in season ticket sales, and they're going to get worse next season. Um, the roster's not good enough. The recruiting's not good enough. And the coach coaching hasn't been good enough. Um, Bill, not to mention Bill publicly embarrassing himself in half of his press conferences this year, and it with selfish, just ridiculous, inappropriate comments throwing 20-year-olds under the bus. And, you know, who summed it up best was Mitch Holtis on the game, K-Man, with John Kurtz, when he said, if K-State doesn't act now, they could lose three to five years of the program and maybe more. I mean, and he absolutely nailed it. And even with him being here now, if he doesn't step down, or if he does step down now, we may have already lost three to five years of the program. But it's just, even with all of that, we haven't even touched on how delaying his decision might affect... You know, us getting a great prospect for our next head coach, and it's just ridiculous. He's 70, 79 years old. It's not going to get better with him. His time has come to an end. Case closed.
0: I I could not have said any of that better. A couple things I wanted to add. First off, uh, shame on me. I have my damn outline right in front of me, and I was scrambling trying to figure out where those questions were. That's all so right. So thank you for the assist there. But. Everything you said is true, and I just and I, I just want to add some stuff on there. Um, we're at a point where everything is so toxic. You mentioned the rifts amongst players, the rifts in the coaching staff, the rifts amongst fans. This has been getting progressively worse. Honestly, since oh man, i since say- the West Virginia game. I mean, Mississippi State was bad, but I think a lot of us. Knew there's a chance for that to be ugly. Bounce back versus UTSA, but then that West Virginia game was so bad, and there hasn't been any relief. Like, yeah, we were able to beat Oklahoma State, but we haven't even been really like, well, we we competed versus Baylor, but you weren't even competitive in the first half versus Texas. It's not even a good win.
1: They're just, they're not good. No, the Big 12 isn't even that good. (laughs) Like, we got smashed by a West Virginia team that, like, you know, they're all they're all right. But the top three in the Big 12 are – it's just all right. Oklahoma, I think, is the only team that I, can take that next But it's level. just like
0: everything just keeps getting progressively worse and folks are just clinging on to this end of the schedule hoping you can pull something out. There's still a handful of people who are on this train of, oh, if he can win out, let him stay. Like, that's just asinine. I don't understand what – because Bill even talked about how, oh – He doesn't listen to anything on the outside. He only worries about what's going on inside of the locker room. Like, Bill, everyone knows what's going on inside the locker room. How do you just blatantly stand up there and lie to everyone like that? I mean, I don't know what I want him to say. Yeah, I I saw on KSO everyone wants me to go, and Twitter (laughs) folks are just talking about Seth Luttrell. Like, yeah, I see it all, but LOL, I don't know. Like, I I understand. I don't know what I want him to say, but it's so bad. Like, there's even some stuff. We're not going to dive into the specifics on this podcast, but we're even starting to hear some stuff about you know assumed team leaders. Just you know, everyone hates them now because they're just standing up for Coach Snyder. It's it's getting. I, I I don't know if I've ever heard rumors of things being more toxic.
1: Yeah, I mean, for him to get up in this presser to say that things are things inside veneer are fine. Is absolutely hilarious. It, it, I mean, it's just up the question. Knows. Don't just blatantly. Everybody lie. knows that it's a mess right now, and it's just it's we've come so far past the point of it's time to go that it's just like, I mean, we are we're beyond treading water at this point. We drowned, we drowned three games ago, and you know I'd say, shit, it's been toxic. At, it's been toxic at K State football since 2015. I mean, it's it's not just this season. It was. The, Demo left, but Demo and Bill hated each other. I mean, there was so there's so much rift going on here, and after it's even worse now. Like, yeah, it, Bill. It's bad.
0: Whenever Bill came in to calm the waters, but it looks like a like a damn wakeboard contest. God, he would have been an,
1: the the biggest legend if he had just left a, after 2012. Just came back three years. All right, I I'll win a Big Twelve championship.
0: It's just getting bad. And but he blew it. I, I think, yeah, he did. He blew it big time. That would have um, been,
1: seriously though, like that would have been a just master stroke of like, all right, I'm going to come back. I'm going to calm the waters. I'll be here three years. He w- leaves winning a title, almost gets to the championship. But he blew it. He blew it. So I guess we'll transition to that last question that you have on here. Will Bill announce sooner rather than later? What do you think?
0: I I don't know. I was confident. I was all in on it happening <laughs> yeah. on Monday. Um confident but I don't think so anymore I think I'm to the point where he is not going to announce anything until oh god I I almost feel like after the season I feel like Uh. he's gonna call everyone back two weeks after and if that happens I'm I'm gonna vomit like (laughs) if, uh, if the final game comes and goes and his End of the season press conference, the Tuesday after that Iowa State game, comes and goes, and he doesn't retire, I'm going to vomit.
1: Scott's going to vomit. Yeah. Part of me feels like it, it could happen at any time, but the longer it drags out, the more anxiety I get about the situation. I mean, it would be bad for him and everyone to take it to the end of the season. You know, I can't speak for Gene Taylor or what's going on in Gene's mind, but from what I hear about Gene Taylor – I'm confident that he's going to do what's necessary for the program. Um, I don't think it's going to get to the end of the season, but I have, I do have a a small like fear that is creeping inside of me that this is never going to end. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. in purgatory forever.
0: Yeah, and I, I also, I, I believe in Gene. Hashtag believe in Gene. Um, it, and. I have all the confidence in Gene the world that he's going to do what's right for K-State football. That's not going to stop my anxiety. Every week when Tuesday comes and goes and Bill still hasn't announced anything. It's just
1: a feeling of – it's just a helpless, like powerless feeling that we have in this. And, you know, we hear – you and I hear all of these things that are so good, and it's like we could just – we could be so close to taking the next step as a program, but we just still have that that old old boy in the way. It's just – it just—it's over. It's over, it's over just, Bill. Let and,
0: go. Yeah, it, it's over. And I just let hope, go, so we can say nice just, things about you yes, and move on. Th- and honestly, that's what would have happened. Here we are. We, we're spending what, like the first thirty minutes of this podcast, dumping on a guy who is a college football who is the Hall only reason
1: that we have a chance to talk, have yeah. a
0: podcast, and talk about
1: K State sports and or football. But yeah. it's like it doesn't mean that what he's doing right now isn't wrong and totally inappropriate. So, well, yeah. And,
0: and, and we should be, we should, this entire start to the podcast should have been like, thank you for everything you did, Bill hashtag. Thank you, Bill. And then debuting our head coaching hot board. Like that's what this should have been. This is what all this time should have been. But instead we have to talk about how he is an ass in press conferences, <laughs> yeah. how he blatantly lies, how everything's falling apart at the seams. And, that sucks. That is not fun.
1: I know, but hey, I said it earlier. There will be a time to honor Bill, but now is the time to call for arms. And yeah, it's, he- it's over. Like, we got to get after it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, unless you have anything else to say, we're going to do a quick pause so we can get a refill on beer and then maybe a musical interlude.
1: That's right. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Talk about our Keys to V and all sorts of other fun stuff. Be right back. <laughs> I'm depressed. All right, to we're back. bring folks. on the cats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't God. know you hit record. Okay, so we are back, and we're going to talk about the keys to V. Um, I guess I'll start us off as yeah, usual. Yeah, get us started. All right, this one's pretty stupid, but I'm just going to say it. Enjoy yourselves. I'm taking this back to the basics. It's a little bit elementary, but seriously, our players need to start enjoying themselves a little bit more. I agree There's with a you. lot of negativity surrounding the program. I agree with you. Rightly so, but our guys need to go out and have fun and play with some passion. We haven't had much to celebrate this year, um, but there's three games left, and one of them is an in-state rival. Enjoy it. Block out all the other shit that's going on for, for three hours on Saturday and just go out and play some K-State football. The rest should take care of itself.
0: That's a good one. I love. That's probably the best key to be that <laughs> all year. Mine is. They put too much pressure on themselves, man. The, There's well, so much
1: pressure on everybody. And it's just like, guys, the season's seasons yeah, over. Exactly. Just go out and get loose. And,
0: and, and, th- and that's something that we could have said for a couple of weeks. Season's over. You're playing a game. Oh go my out God. and have fun.
1: Bring out your dead blonde coffee ale. Holy shit. That is so good. It Sorry, is great. I had to so is Monster Drive. It's, Tribe. it's genuinely that it's so good. Holy we ordered
0: shit. basically. We just flopped the beers. It's it's just Damn. elite stuff. That's delicious. All right, but my first key to V is don't give Ku any hope. Here is the thing: they're going to come out with energy because they're trying to they're trying to fight for Beatty. He's fired. He's gone, and they're trying to send out their coach with a win over their in-state rival, something they haven't done in eight years, a decade. 2009, so 9 years. Yeah. Eight, well, 8 games. This would be 9. Light 12, 13, 14, 15,
1: 16, 17, nine.
0: <laughs> I guess I don't know how to map. It's, I don't know. We are going to have to We're going to have to pull out. up our but analytics experts. But they have no one on KU's roster has beat K-State. They weren't even in high school the last time KU beat K-State. You're, But we we cannot give them any hope. Uh, The last two matchups have actually been pretty close. Last year was like, what, 10-point game? 10-point game, and it was two minutes to go. It was a touchdown. They had the ball. Yeah. yeah. You can't give them any light of hope. You have to just get after them. You have to snap their necks before the game starts because here's the thing. If it's a fight, if there's going to be a battle, I really don't know if K-State's mental state, fan base, (laughs) or players can handle that. Um, You have to end this game as quickly as possible. We're going to know who's going to win this game in the first quarter. I really believe that. I agree with you. I think if it's a battle, if it's close, we have have to get up big. I mean, that's why this is a key to V.
1: Yeah, it's – oh, gosh, it's scary. All right, my next key to V is don't lose by special teams. We've done a complete nosedive in the special team department um, this season. Something that was once a weapon has turned into an absolute liability. We lost at TCU solely because of our special team play. I'm putting it on the back of the special teams. Um, so I'm saying, at the very least, don't have a calamitous, costly games at special teams. Just be sound. Be sound. Do your jobs. Don't, you don't even have, have to, to win the game. Yeah, Just you don't, don't, have don't be to, the reason you lose. Exactly. Uh,
0: those are 100% your two best keys to all right, be all Thanks, year. man. We're finally hitting our stride. <laughs> hitting our stride. Um,
1: mine is pulling ourselves out of the depths
0: of hell. I know. And this one I tried to, because last week we were so focused on defensive sided stuff. I tried to get a twofer because you know, you hit special teams. We both had some kind of abstract ones, but minor have the better running backs. KU has Puka Williams who is literally a home run threat. Oh, excuse me. Burp on Mike for Rob. No. Yeah. Shout out to Rob. Great, <laughs> great bonehead. Um, so, Puka Williams has home run threat. Every time he touches the ball, he can take it to the end zone. Uh, and then Khalil uh, Huber is one of the best, like, second backs in the Big 12. Um, it, I, I hate that they have two really great ones, but I think we have the best running back, and we need the production of Alex Barnes, Dalvin Warmack, and even Sillman to exceed or at a very minimum match what Puka and Herbert do.
1: I agree. I think Barnes is going to have a big game.
0: He, he loves going off against KU.
1: He does. He absolutely does. I, think, um, I'd I bet on him to have like a 200-yard rushing game, and I'd probably do it. Where? At mybookie.ag, My bookie. Bookie. guys. Mybookie.ag. Remember to visit that today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code, promo code capital armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to receive your deposit match on up to $1,000.
0: Well, great week. For you, great week for me, and great week for the Boneheads. We all went eight and three, despite nobody picking in different cr- ways. Yeah, in different ways. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Shane Goff, you did good for yourself. Congrats, buddy. Uh, you went eight and three. The Boneheads sit at sixty and thirty-seven. I went eight and three, sitting at sixty-three and thirty-four. You're holding on for dear life. Eight and three, 65 and thirty-two. This I week, know. rep. I'm, I'm getting nervous. So. This week, repping the Boneheads is SL Keck And y'all remember Betty the Astronaut. We've had them in our show a couple times. They're playing a show at the Bluemont Hotel on Friday, 7 p.m. If you're not going to be in Bramlage Coliseum, but you're in Manhattan that Friday, you better be at the Bluemont Hotel watching Steve and his band kick some ass. He's repping the Boneheads this week. As always, we're going to say the Bonehead pick first. This year we're going to Grant, and then I'll – Finish us off, and Grant will go second next year. What time is Steve's show? 7 o'clock at the Bluemont Hotel. Oh, man. I was hoping it was a little later because you could probably
1: do both if you're going to the basketball game. No, I'll be at the basketball game. All right. Well, if you're not at the basketball game, yeah, go check out the show.
0: Let's okay. start off with. First game. Go ahead. you at West Virginia, 11 a.m. Saturday, FS1. Steve is singing Country Roads Take Me Home. West Virginia big. To the place I belong. That's a sweep. Bedlam, Oklahoma State at number seven, OU two thirty, ABC. This is a Saturday game, Boomer Sooner.
1: The pathetically most lopsided rivalry in the country will get even more lopsided, Boomer Sooner.
0: That's a sweep. Iowa State now the number twenty fourth ranked Cyclones hosting Baylor, and great. This again, this is this is AP poll. College football playoff poll releases after we're recording this. So, Iowa State hosting Baylor. Saturday, 2.30, FS1. Steve is going with the Cyclones. Woof. This is going to be a tough pick for you.
1: It must be. I'm going with Iowa State, too. Um, They have too much to lose, and I do think that they're a pretty sound football team. They're up and coming. They're really actually pretty darn good. I'm a little bit jealous of them. But, you know, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to think of some really bad things to say about Iowa State after just saying that ridiculous shit that I just said. But Cyclones are gonna win.
0: Well, I as much as I, Iowa State fans bug the living Baylor shit out of me. I hate Baylor. Baylor can rot and die. Uh, Iowa State wins, and I'm gonna say they're gonna win big. They're trying to make a statement. Um, the next one, the Longhorns, number 17, going to Texas Tech, 6:30 Saturday. Big boy Fox. Keck is going with Cliff Kingsbury, guns up, Red Rager. This
1: is a really tricky one, um, night game. Really, really in the tricky. Desert. I'm going with Texas. No, um, oh, come on. I'm going with Texas. Go I, with Texas. They got too, they've got too much to lose. They're going. They're trying desperately to claw their way back into the the Big Twelve title race, and you know, Tex essentially out of it. Weird things happen in Lubbock at night, especially with this matchup. But I'm going with Texas. I don't
0: know. Uh, I was hoping you'd go tech. I want to but do I, it. I'm not going do it. to. I'm not going to. But coward. I'm a I got coward. Texas as well. So the boneheads against the hosts on that one. The next one. This is the Mountain West game of the year. The number 23rd ranked Fresno State Bulldogs going to the Smurf Turf. Boise State, nine fifteen Friday. This is a Friday night game. Friday Night Lights. ESPN two. Steve is howling at the moon bulldogs fresno state grant who do you have god this is tricky
1: too i don't want you to get a jump on me in this game i have fresno state bolded but i'm flopping i'm going with the home team boise state wins on the blue turf Sorry. I hate you. Sorry, man. I'm going with Boise State as well. Go with Fresno. You might get it. You might as well.
0: No, I, I don't I try not to flip flop my picks.
1: I've never I've never done that. That's I've never a, gone off a of bold.
0: You literally just did. I know, I know. That's the first time. I don't believe you. You flipped. You flipped no, and yes. it cost you. Yeah, it did cost me. <laughs> Number ten, Ohio State going to Michigan State, eleven A. M. Fox. Uh, Steve is going with Ohio State and man, they all – They almost lost to Nebraska. I don't know how anyone can pick Ohio State after that week, especially going on the road. (laughs) I'm picking Ohio State. So am I. (laughs) I'm not going to get baited, boy. Yeah. uh, Oregon going to number 15, Utah, 430, Pac-12 Network. No one will be able to watch. Steve is going with Utah.
1: (laughs) Shout out to Utah, my boy
0: who lives out in Utah, Hunter Strathman. I got the Utes. Yeah, so do I. And honestly, there aren't a lot of great games. I tried to pick the closest spread in every major conference. Um, South Carolina going to Florida. Number 11, Florida just got spanked by Missouri. Steve, smartly, is going with the Gamecocks. <laughs> Florida. So am I. I. I, I I'm, You're really pulling out all the tricks yeah. here. I. I don't think. I I'm, I'm now really mad that you went against your bold because I think that was the only game we Yeah, that was it. So we're going to have a replication. This could be a big week for the Boneheads. Boneheads could pick up two games on us because I think this is a clean sweep. Here's the special future coach alert. North Texas at Old Dominion, 1 p.m. ESPN 3. Steve is going with the sexy Seth Luttrell. I have
1: become completely infatuated with Seth Seth Luttrell in the last week, I, like, I mean, I was always into him, but man, last week has really done, done a, a a number on me. I'm going obviously North Texas, the Mean Green.
0: So am I. Sexy Seth is going to get the big win. ESPN College Game Day, game of the week number two, Clemson going to Chestnut Hill for all you geography fans out there. Number twenty two. Boston College, 7 p.m. ABC Under the Lights.
1: What Steve picks what Clemson. Steve, like what does Steve have? Uh, Clemson rolls. They're
0: ridiculous.
1: Yeah, ridiculously good. It's,
0: it's Clemson, and the the matchup everyone's been waiting for, the Sunflower Showdown, presented by Dylan's K State versus KU, and it's natural spot, 11 a.m. <laughs> on Fox Sports Net. <sighs> what does Steve has K State.
1: Lads, it's the Jayhawks. I got K State. Ah, uh, that was a Fergie. Fergie, uh, lads, it's Tottenham. Hey, you don't. You never know. We, I'm picking. you not K- gonna. You're not gonna I'm lo-
0: picking K State, and for the first time, we in went all his- 10, in the history 11? of this pick. We went eleven for eleven. Look, man, uh, I might spurs it up. Yeah, if if we uh, we could lose. We could
1: very well lose. I mean, it's legit. Folks, I think I, it's genuinely like 50-50.
0: Folks, the spread at one point was like 14 points. I would, I would never, never, ever give that many points in this game this year. God, no. Neither one of our team might even score 14 points. Yeah, it's going to – it's, you know, toilet bowl too. We're um, going to
1: hop into some more positive things. Well, <laughs> not quite yet, actually. We got Wildcat Roundup first, and we don't have – a lot of great things to say about our other programs, but yeah, women's basketball. Bef- yeah, oh. we're struggling. Struggled in yeah. both both exhibition matches. They won uh, Fort Hays State. They won forty-eight forty-six. Not a great look. And then versus Pitt State, they won sixty-five fifty. A little at, bit better.
0: At one point, it was like eight nothing. Yeah, State. Though. yeah, not Ugh. not a
1: great start. Uh, they open up their regular season play versus Omaha on Monday the twelfth. It's five thirty p.m. in Bramlage. It will be on the K-State Sports Radio Network, and you can watch it on K-State HTV k TV, and you can watch it on Facebook.
0: Yep. You can watch it with some Russian hackers on Facebook. Exactly. Shout out to Vlad. You can come onto the pod anytime. Uh, volleyball, Brooke Hain won Rookie of the Week. This is her second time with that honor, and this is the seventh weekly award won by a member of the volleyball squad. Shout out to them. They also got a sweet versus West Virginia 3-0 last Saturday. They play at Texas. Wednesday night, so when you guys are hearing this, 7 p.m., it's going to be on Longhorn Network, or you can listen to it over on K-Man. And then they also play Saturday, 6 p.m. at Ahern. So after you thaw out after the Sunflower Showdown, get out there, watch them versus Baylor. Um, First tip, like I said, 6 p.m. If you are not in town, you can watch on ESPN3 or listen on K-Man. Let's get into uh, some real fun stuff. Men's basketball. Dean Wade was named to the NABC Player of the Year watch list, and this broke right before we came on. He's also on the Wooden Award watch list. I love it. That's
1: solid. Um, Also, Dean and Barry were both named to the Naismith Trophy watch list, which is huge. I think one of them, I mean, hell, maybe both of them might legitimately make a run at that. Um, They're going to put up numbers for sure this year, so I'm excited about that. This season tips off on Friday versus Kennesaw State at seven seven PM TV will be on Fox Sports Kansas City. Radio is the K State Sports Network. And it will also be streamed on ESPN three if you live outside of the KC Metro or outside of Kansas. Um, on Fox Sports Go, if you live inside of KC... Wait, what? What the hell? Yeah, if, you live, if you live outside no, of so, Kansas... All right, so I'll, I'll explain this. It's on Fox Sports Go. If you live inside the KC Metro or Kansas... No,
0: stop. I'm sure I, I wrote this Sorry, I'm song, reading it word for word. I, yeah, no, I'm sure that I should have just read it. If you live inside the Kansas City Metro or Kansas and you are a cord cutter, Fox Sports Go... If you live outside of Kansas or the KC Metro, ESPN three. If you have cable, Fox Sports Kansas City. Sorry, I, I bottled it. Nicely done there. Um, yeah, I, that, that's. I, I apologize to all the boneheads. Our, and yeah. that's the way the streaming is going to be for all national, non-nationally broadcast, non-conference games all season. I so I so we have it on Fox. I have it on Fox then. Yeah.
1: Perfect because you're in the Sports, Kansas City metro. Yes, Fox Sports goes elite streaming. Um, the second game is on Monday. It's an 8 p.m. Tip Offs versus Denver in Bramlage Coliseum. TV, Fox Sports, Kansas City, Radio, K-State Sports Network, and the same thing that we just went over. I'm not yep. going to even try to reread it because I, I just I'll mess it up again.
0: Yep, 8, 8 p.m. So, Late tip. I won't be going to that one. Ooh, I will be. I will be in the arena Saturday. Come up and say hi. I won't. I'm sorry. I won't be there. That's fine. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about these games. It's not going to be a full-fledged preview. Still don't know what we're going to do in basketball season. We better figure it out because we have, like, two weeks left of football season. Uh, we'll figure something out. Uh, so here's my question to you. What do you want to see out of these opening two games? Um, well, I could –
1: I'll just I'll keep it to two I'll, I'll say two things that I really would like to see I want to I'm gonna keep an eye on two things one is rebounding and the other is ball movement um, you know for a team that primarily runs a motion offense we be, we can be very stagnant at times particularly last year we rely too much on one-on-one ball I'm looking at you Barry Brown but hey it's not your fault it's not your fault they gave you the ball at the end that's what they're asking you to do but Uh, Last year it was a major problem for us. caused several long scoring droughts, and I hope that we've improved that this year. Um, I want to see the ball moving around more, a lot more. Um, And rebounding, you know, we were a really poor rebounding team last year. I think we were last in the Big 12. This year I expect a big improvement in that department uh, with the addition of Trice, the physical changes of uh, McCall Maywean, Levi Stockard, and uh, even Dean. You know, Dean's gotten a lot bigger, and he's a great rebounder. So shut up, Siri. (laughs) All right. That's what I want to see. That's two things that I would I would like to see this year. If we improve on those two things, and well, I didn't even ask for the
0: year. I was just looking for the first two games. Oh hell, first two games. That's what I want to see. Uh, I want to see the big men really establish themselves. I want to see who's going to jump up and grab that really that third spot Uh, because I think you know Dean and Mac. I I almost the way Dean plays, I almost consider him an extension of the wing, but like of that true five host spot. I want to see someone step up and say, I am going to be the guy coming off the bench. And I think it needs to be Trice because between Trice and Mac, they have the flexibility where they can play both the four and five. And we're going to need someone to step in if God forbid Dean gets in foul trouble, gets hurt, and then X also is in trouble. Um, so that's the first thing that I want to see so I and and that really comes down to who's going to step up love Shad Stalker. And then after the next I mean cuz I think it's going to be Stalker so it's really going to come down to Love and Shad. I need to see one of them. The second thing I want to see is the continued development of the guard depth. Folks are literally you know walking around with boners over Sean Neal Williams and Swaggy Mike McGurl. I'm not saying they shouldn't have those erections, but what I am saying is I need to see a little more before I'm going to have a flagpole in my pants. Boner Watch 2018. Yeah, Boner, Boner Watch 2018. Um, I need to see a little bit more. Um, I, I'm still all in on Cam. I know people don't like hearing that. I know people want to hear... Uh, you know, Sean Neal Williams breaking in, Mike McGraw getting more playing time. Uh, Cam is going to be solid for this team, and I need to see more from Mike McGraw and Sean Neal Williams before I get go all in on, on on that bandwagon. So that those are the two main things I really want to see in these next two games. I want to basically see it, – it's all about depth. I, I could have, you know, saved the listeners eight minutes, just said I want to <laughs> see depth. But that's no fun. No, that's boring, man. So Bruce did come out and say that Barry Brown would have been able to play if it's a real game. Well, Friday's a real game, and we're all expecting him to be available. I think he said on K-Man with, I'll say it, friend Shout of the John show. Shout out to John Kurtz, Hey. Yeah, he can be friend of He's the show He's a friend now. of the show now. Uh, so he did <laughs> tell him he expects, expects Barry to play. So – how – first off, do you even want Barry to play? Second off, if you do, how many minutes do you want him to play? Yeah, I want him
1: to play. I, th- I don't think Barry is – I don't think this injury is worth worrying about at all. Uh, I think 20, 25 minutes for Barry is fine with me. Uh, he freaking played 40 last year. Uh, you know, these early games are great for ironing things out, but they're also great for getting younger guys' experience in minutes. So, you know, I think Jada, McGurl, Neil Williams, they'll get plenty of time. But if Barry plays 20 minutes, that's fine. I mean – he's we don't want him to sit out for, for too long we want to shake that rust off and and hey if Barry is sorry if Barry is really hurt even slightly it's better to be hurt right now it's not something I'm, I'm really concerned about at all
0: we've been agreeing too much so I'm just going to uh, right. change what I had on my outline this is what I'm going to say I don't want to see him both on Saturday and Monday I, I think play him in one of those games between 15 20 minutes uh, because you you shouldn't need Barry Brown to beat Kennesaw State or Denver. I say only play him in one of those because I, I understand it was an exhibition game, but if he was hurt or injured enough to the point where you're not going to play him in the exhibition game, we we should handle those two those two teams. And I understand legacy building and stat building and all that type of stuff, but if it truly was that bad he couldn't even suit up versus Pitt State, only play him in one of them. So, I also, we disagree. You know,
1: if if he doesn't play, it's I totally back
0: that decision. So, it makes sense. Both of us gave answers to this final question, uh, but I will re-ask it just so the listeners can play along at home. And, hey, everyone tweet at, tweet into us the, the answer to answer this final question. If you could only watch and zero in on one player over these next two games, so it might be different than your calls, but you could only zero in on one player for these two games, who are you zeroing in on and who are you watching? i got to pick one? Fuck.
1: Well, it's hard not to – I'll it... give you two. There. Fine. <laughs> two. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, – I'm just going to go. I'm just going to take this question and run with it. Uh, you know, it's hard not to want to really zero in on guys like Sean Neal Williams and Austin Trice, you know, because they're new and they're intriguing. Um but I think I'm going to be watching Cam Stokes pretty closely. Um, I'd like to see what he's worked on in the offseason, mainly to see if he's improved on his weaknesses, like getting to the rim, defending, and you know, physically being a more physically imposing player. Uh, we know he likes to be a sniper, and he's he's a great assister. But he needs he you know to put it frankly, he absolutely needs to be a threat getting to the bucket. and needs to be able to contribute more offensively, so we can we can take that next step as a team. I'm going to keep going. Other guys I want to see, Mac. got to see him grabbing boards. Uh, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. I have more. I have more, but I'll stop. I'll let you take it away.
0: Someone who we haven't talked about, one guy I'm going to be zeroing in on, Xavier Sneed. I want to see him move a little better without the ball in his hands. I want to see that explosiveness out of him. He has the mid-range shot. I know he's he. if he can get the th- three-point shot, falling That's what's going to get him to the league. But I want to see that explosive. I want to see backdoor cuts going to the rim, and I want to see him exploit the other teams using his elite athleticism. Um, And then the second guy I'm going to watch, I mentioned it. I'm I'm going to say Shad. I really want to see – I had high hopes for him, and he didn't even – he was the last big guy off the bench. But I feel like he has the body – in that athletic drive, that he can be the big guy who takes the biggest step forward this season. So those are the two guys I'm going to watch. Boneheads, you can tweet in one or two. I want to hear who you guys are zeroing in on during these two games.
1: I just – a really, like, intriguing player to watch that will be – to watch early on the season is Levi Stockard too. Like yeah, I, I'm really interested to I, see yes. what he's going to look like. Cause we're going to, we're going to need him. We needed him and last he will, year.
0: And he honestly, in all reality, he's going to be, you know, the third big, if you're not considering Dean a big, so third or fourth big, depending Absolutely. on how you classify Dean. Uh, From what we've
1: seen so far, he looks much quicker, He much body. stronger. Um, you know, I mean, we're going to need him this year. they last year there were games where if if we weren't getting it from Mac then it was like we're not going to get it from anyone because we basically had to change our entire strategy last year if we if we were not getting any contribution from any of the big guys because we just didn't have the bodies last year and you know Stockard contributed a little bit but he struggled pretty badly last year and I'm I'm super it was it was great hearing what Bruce said on Bruce Pod when he said that Trice coming in was the best thing for Levi Stockard because you know, death is such a good thing. Like competition create breeds that that killer instinct from in some players, and I can't wait to see Stockard because I think he'll have like a legit solid year. I don't, he's not gonna carry us or anything, but I think he will contribute in games, and people are sleeping on him a little bit. I agree with but you. But I'm really enjoying watching everyone. Like, yeah, I love this it's team. Seriously, such a great like. We I've we've given Ku shit for so many years for being like, fuck football season. Like, when is basketball coming? And like, I I get it. Man. Football's just been exhausting. It's been tiring, and it's so nice to just be able to enjoy watching Cave State sports and like being able to like, uh, just talk about players with joy, and and Bruce
0: love love. It's been nice to love the coach. King Bruce. He's my king. All right. Oh, and Grant just just spilt his entire beer. What a loser. All right, so we're, we're going to wrap this up with a few pieces of housekeeping news. First off, every single person, because it's Sunflower Showdown week, who tweets in what the state reptile is, the state amphibian, and the state tree will get an entry per answer to a drawing for the case state versus Vanderbilt tickets that's right amphibian mammal and tree actually and reptile you can get up to four you can get up to four entries for a ticket to just state she gave Vanderbilt.
1: Me a completely saturated wet towel to wipe this up like I don't know what the thought process there
0: is like all right go ahead yep so you can get up to four entries tweet it at bosco's boys and or scott wildcat and we'll get you entered in for those tickets the next drawing is happening after the k-state ku game in our review pod so be sure to get them in steve keck He has a lot of entries. Make sure you guys get in there so he doesn't get the free tickets. The next piece of housekeeping news I'm going to put the link in the show notes. We have the sexiest sweatshirt for sale. It is that of, it's modeled after those 1980s NFL sweaters. Color block purple with Bosco's boys on a gray sweatshirt. They are awesome. And then finally, we have our Bosco's Boys Christmas koozie for sale as well. You have to look for it on Twitter. If you aren't a tweeter, try to get in touch with me. I'll send you pictures if you want them. $4 for the koozie. You can get two for $6. It comes with a Scott Wildcat thank you note. And guess what? For the tweeters only... Be on a lookout for our account for a package for all three koozies. Remember, that's 4 bucks for the Christmas koozie. You can get two for six, and we'll have a package that has all three Bosco's Boys koozies. That's all the housekeeping I have. We're trying to give away swag. We're trying to get people to games. It's going to be fun. Grant, what do you have to say?
1: Um, I can't wait to get myself one of those sweatshirts. It's really, really great looking. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a little, I'm a little shook by just spilling my whole beer. So I don't have much to add, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Love you guys. Shout out to Austin Shower and Ellen Keegan for doing keep keep doing our uh, our new theme songs are great. We really enjoy them, and I can't wait to hear what the Christmas one's gonna be like. So, uh, guys, happy holidays. I uh, hope you enjoyed your. Hope you had a safe Halloween. Uh, Thanksgiving's next. Beat Ku. Meet me at the Cathead.
2: What you call a flip, keys from a car to brick, Bentley from him mama whip, KOD, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip, keys from a car to brick, Bentley from him mama whip, KOD, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip, keys from a car to brick, Bentley from him mama whip, KOD, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip, keys from a car to brick, Bentley from him mama whip, KOD, he hard as shit. Wow. Niggas been cramping my style Go on my high, they wanna reply The number one question is how? How does it feel? Now that you won? How much you worth? How big is your home? How come you won't get a few features? I think you should How about I don't? How about you just get the fuck on my dick? How about you listen and never forget? Only go say this one time then I'll dip Niggas ain't worthy to be on my shit Haven't you heard I'm as cold as a tip? Tip of the ace where that tip the Titanic Don't tiptoe around it. my shit is gigantic It's big as the fuck in Atlantic I'm lit, bitch This is what you call a flip Ten keys from a car to brick Pit me from him mama with K.O.D. he hard. Shit. This is what you call a flip. keys from a car to brick. Bentley from him, mama whip. KOD, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip. keys from a car to brick. Bentley from him, mama whip. KOD, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip. keys from a car to brick. Bentley from him, mama whip. KOD, he hard as shit. I grew up only fuel the love my mom, I got my first of the blood now I'm hanging out and they shoot up the club My homie got pharmaceutical plug I smoke the drug and they run through my vein. I think it's working, it's numbing the pain Don't give a fuckin' and I'm someone insane Don't give a yeah. fuckin' and I'm someone insane Had this shit daily So so much agavist, I miss activists that they should pay me Your practice made perfect, I'm practice, baby Your practice made perfect, I'm practice, baby Platinum is riding in back like Miss Daisy Platinum this and I own, message, which pay me Y'all niggas trapping so let's go daisy My nigga sell crack like it's back in the 80s No your nigga, he acting so crazy He serve a few packs and he jacking with Sadies, he shoot at the police, he clappin' old ladies. He don't give a fuck. Of them crackers, don't hang him. Bitches be asking, what have you done lately? I stacked a few, it's like my lesson was Shady. My life is too crazy, no act to go play me. My life is too crazy, no act to go play me. This is what you call a flip. Ten keys from a car to brick. Bentley from his mama whip. K O D, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip. Ten keys from a car to brick. Bentley from his mama whip. K O D, he hard as shit. This is what you call a flip. Ten keys from a car to brick. Bentley from his mama whip. K O D. He hard as shit. This is what you call a flip. Tinky from a car to brick. Bentley from his mama whip. KOD, he hard as shit. Power. Greed. Money. Money. Molly. Weed. Perks. Sandy. struggle them all and the is them all love sports social podcast network